Hey. Yes, Another episode is upon us. I know. Uh, just, it's already September. Yeah. Where does the time go, Jess? Where I does know, it go? Even in like lockdown, the time just like goes on by and you're just like, all right, there goes my life. Yeah. So we're going to be it's talking annoyed. about murder mysteries today. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone loves, you know, those TV shows that emphasize all kinds of you know, the psyche of a murderer, um, the victims and whatnot. So it's actually an interesting topic we thought we'd just dabble in, isn't it, James? Yeah, I I absolutely have a love for this topic. I guess it's the fascination as to what makes someone, like... Tick. Yeah, tick, and what makes them go beyond... I guess, having that empathy for someone. Yeah, it's kind of just like what makes a human being go to that dark side. Because we both, we all have as human beings a light side and a dark side. Yeah. It's just how you emphasize one or the other. So it's interesting as to what triggers a person to enter the dark side as, you know, Star Wars quotes it. Um, yeah. And it's just what makes them tick is what I would say. Yeah, what makes them go over the edge over the edge to a point where it's so obvious that that person has done it and he's like, yeah, I know I did. And you're just like, well, what do you feel? And they're just like, oh, you know, I just, it had to be done. It's kind of like John Lennon's um, situation as well where they caught the person and he was just like, yeah, he just, John Lennon knew that I was coming for him and it just had to be done. He just knew the universe told me that I had to do it. Like, it's just, it's just very interesting, isn't it, James? Yeah. I think as well that what's interesting about it is a lot of these people have rationalised it in their head that it's become normal. So when they, they carry out these... Yeah. When they carry out these situations, it's, it's almost as if their world has, you know, everyone revolves around them in this world. So it's like, I put my family out of their misery, like the guilt and the shame if I had to tell them that I was broke. So it was better that I just shot them all in the head. Mm, it's quite shocking really, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like they've come to this um, point where their own ego is worth more than anyone else and their own story and the story that they need everyone else to believe is you know it consumes them and then they just you know they believe their story and you know the world is about them and it's like poor me not poor my victim poor me so true and it's just like if you need help ask for it there's plenty of services and we highly on james and jess's half hour we highly encourage that don't we james yep definitely so reach out and you know always walk help. in the path of light i would say in the sunshine and if you need to reach out to anyone talk there's people that are qualified to listen Yes. We're not promoting this sort of behavior. Just wanted to state that as well, isn't it, James? Yeah, absolutely. That we did not want to 
you know, emphasize that this is the way to be. It's definitely not. And just to be positive in life. And there's a lot to live for in this life and you only get one life. So you might as well just go for it in a positive way. Absolutely. So, James, you have a few stories by the sounds of things, isn't it? Yeah, I do. So, um, I guess I'll start off. Um, one of my favourite podcasts is um, My Favourite Murder. And, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a famous one, isn't it? Yeah, they're really, really popular and um, they're amazing. And um, so, I guess my, well, it's not really my hometown, but... Um, one of the stories that um, happened in the place I live in Frankston. So there was a um, serial killer called Paul Denya, and well, he's still he's in he's in prison now, and he killed three women and um, killed them quite viciously with obviously a lot of hate and a lot of anger and um yeah so my mum was um obviously had i think she had yeah i was young at the time my sister was young at the time so yeah he was just targeting women and women were petrified obviously because there was a serial killer on the loose um yeah it was Actually, uh, he didn't have a wife. It was his. Yeah, it was his. Yeah, it was his nah, it was his brother's. Um, it was his brother's wife. And oh, okay. um, they just yeah. vibed that something wasn't right. Yeah, it was actually one of my mum's family friends who he used to work at a petrol station, and um, she just remembered um, him, you know, working there, and he would fill up, you know, the cars and whatnot. And she just remembered this vibe and this, um, you know, feeling in the pit of her stomach that, like, there was something really not right with him. Mm, and sometimes that gut instinct is yeah. just key to everything. And you know from the start, so don't doubt yeah. yourself. If you vibe and feel something isn't right, it isn't right, yeah. period. And she would avoid um, filling up there if she saw that he was on. Um, this is before everything? Yeah. And, um, I think it was, I think it was a, someone's goat. Um, I, um, I'm pretty sketchy with the details, obviously, because I was young at the time. And with these things, I don't like to, what's the word? Don't like to, like, obviously we went to John Paul College, which is the school where Natalie Russell, which was his final victim, um, and he was hiding, obviously, in the um, foot, um, the foothold of his um, car, like in that passenger bit. When a um, postie um, noticed that he was, you know, hiding in the car, and then, um, you know, reported that, so that placed him in the, um, you know, area at the time um, of the incident. And obviously, you know, uh, as you know, because we went to the same school together that it was you know a very big thing at that time um yeah i remember it it was a massive thing and just for the fact that everyone was 
Because you don't expect it's always like you watch it on the news. It's kind of like in other countries or other states when it happens near you, or if it happens to someone that you love. Touch wood, nothing happens yet. Yeah. It's always just like it always puts a chill down your back, and you know I sometimes drive past that area, like you do, just to go to the shops and whatnot. Not a day goes by when you're around that area. Do you not think about it? You may not say it to people, because you want to be positive. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on remember, individually with everyone's lives, and it's just remember in your yeah. You remember in year seven how we went down Nat's track, which was the you know the last place that you know she was alive, and mm. um, I remember our just visualize it. I remember yeah, I can just I, visualize it going. Oh my gosh! Because yeah. after when the things happened, like the whole story came out as to what had happened and you're just like oh my goodness yeah and how he was yeah hiding behind the fence and then yeah yeah it was shocking really yeah and she put we won't go into details about what had happened yeah i'm i think you know the it's just like like you said those moments in time linger and i remember walking down there with um our year seven um teacher miss mrs bills Yeah, and she was talking about it because she had taught her, and like you said, Why it just kind of. Why saying that? But then that's the wrong thing to do as well. Why are you saying it to a bunch of what twelve-year-olds or thirteen-year-olds at the time? No, we had asked about we had asked about the rock. Oh, so you had just plain flat out asked. Yeah. I see. And then she was just like, "Yeah," um, and then she explains that she knew she knew her and whatnot. The, yeah, the biggest thing from, like, that whole experience was, like, what you said is that, you know, you it, you, it always lingers. It always lingers. Because it's part of your, because of your history, really. You may not have known her. Yeah. You may not have met her, known what her talents or weaknesses were, but it's just one of those things where you just feel sorry from one human being to another human being. Your heart goes out. And that's empathy. Yeah. There you go. Definitely. And then the um, other story that I remember was... um, Are you there still? Yeah. Okay. I thought thought you had gone because obviously you're on the phone. Um, What happened was... uh, What was the other one? Um, Oh, my mum's family... So my nana and granddad, I go around there... um, you know, often, like, growing up and whatnot. And they were talking about a, like, a, like a really, um, you know, obviously upsetting thing that happened to Marcia Ryan, which was one of their family friends. So um, Marcia uh, went missing. Um, she was from, I think, Seaford. And, um, yeah, she went missing on her way up to visit her family like her parents who had moved up there. And um, the last thing that, you know, they found the car on a um, on a highway and her and her dog, um, her border collie, um, were um, not in the car. So she just went, vanished um, in very mysterious circumstances. And then I read... Uh, Recently, that uh, a person 
had um, suggested, you know, um, that, uh, what was it? A person had suggested that, one second. There's many stories that's circulating around, yeah. isn't it? I think just family, friends. Yeah. I think it was her brother had said, um, three years ago, three years ago, a Trafalgar woman came forward and told me that she heard a story from her brother-in-law that Marcia was buried in Munda, uh, Mundara State Park. I had a couple of people tell me that, but it's never been confirmed. It's just like the, yeah, I guess what we were touching on, it's just like, it just lingers, like crime lingers i think it's just because it's because it's baffling isn't it it's yeah. something out of the ordinary sort of like an out-of-body experience where you're just like i don't see how i don't understand do that. i yeah. never do that so how can someone else yeah i percent. yeah also like you know obviously getting right off kind of topic but you know from another point of view do you ever think that i guess that do you believe in entities like evil entities oh that's like a whole different situation yeah it's kind of just like it depends how you want to slice or dice it it's like is it like the vibe that you get off people yeah it's either it's a good vibe you're vibing it's like you've known them in a past life sort of a thing or it's flat out no and you don't know when people question you as to why you don't talk to certain people, they're like, oh, she's just not a nice person. She just doesn't talk to anyone. But maybe they're picking up on something that you haven't picked up. Maybe you should broaden your mind and ask questions to that person because who knows, that might actually save you at the end of the day. Yeah. If you're picking up a bad vibe, probably is. I do believe in bad vibes and good vibes and negative spirits and positive spirits, right? I always died, like, throughout my life through just my instinct and my instinct alone. Personally, I, I tend to pick up things immediately. And then over time, I've never doubted what I thought at the beginning, if that makes sense. You always go with I, your first... I pick something up, yeah. I know. And then I just see, you know, where life takes me, I may or may not be correct. So I have that at the back of my head. Otherwise, you know, I'm a smart aleck and I don't want to be that. Could be wrong. I'm a human being. I think... usually, 99% of the time, I'm pretty damn spot on. Yeah. What about you, James? I think that, like, as you get older, you get more in tune. Well, I've gotten more in tune with it. I think there was times where someone has given me bad vibes, but I've only picked up on it, like, when I should have picked up on it a bit earlier, but I wasn't paying so I attention. Think it's a lot of the people around you, your friends... All of that, it, it's such, those are contributing factors to how you react to situations. Yeah, and then yeah. also... Well, if I react to this, this person won't like it, so I'll just pull back. You have to stand as an individual and say, no, I literally don't feel good about this person. I have to back off. Yeah. If people have an attitude, they have an attitude, yeah? I think sometimes you just, you come to the realisation and you realise that, yeah, definitely I need to back up yeah. and get out of here. See, with me, sometimes with people, I sometimes physically shake. Yeah. There's something's not right. I'm talking to someone, there's something not right with the energy or whatever that person is even saying. Even like if I don't shake, I just don't feel good. 
I think yeah. a lot of people out there would be able to understand that. And that's kind of just like sometimes you can't control it. it there's no flow. Yeah. It's just a dead end. And sometimes I think it can be uh, like, you know, it can be a very personal thing. So someone's just giving you really bad vibes and you just like, I've got to get, you know, out of this situation. And then there's other times that kind of feel like where it just suddenly happens. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I like, this has just gotten very, very weird and very, very strange. And I need to get out of here. 100% feel like that all the time and it's kind of just like with one of my stories I'll share it now I was going to actually tackle quite a few but I think even the fact that this conversation has led towards the psyche of a person yeah I was going to talk about the black Delilah which is just a Hollywood case that had been like for a long time ago happened in like the 50s or the 40s or something of the sort where it was just a gruesome death and it was actually the son years later he's actually alive now in california he's actually like no my father did this because he's a detective he just happened the son just happened you know as fate would take you into the correct direction he happens to be a detective yeah um and he just said no my father did this particular murder and he spent the last 15 years compiling evidence but he's not the only one in regards to this particular case. Um, but also like the Azaria Chamberlain case where it was just, I remember growing up in Australia was groundbreaking because they just could not figure it out. You get the skeptic, skeptics saying that definitely it was the mother yeah. or was it the shooters that shot, shot the dingo. So if people don't know this story, it's basically a two month year old, a two month old child called Azaria Chamberlain who had a mental um, issue. She was just two months old, was left in a tent and she went missing and there was blood left, right and center in the car and they never found the body, but they happened to find um, not her petticoat, but uh, her dress garment in the bush. And there was stories saying that um, it was weird that the mom actually kept dressing Azaria in black but it actually was a dress, like dresses handed down from Azari's older sibling. And it was just that psyche of the fact that she eventually Azaria's mother went to jail and she got taken out, I think for three years, I think it was. Yeah. And it was just that it just highlighted the point when they were just going through the trial of Linda uh, Chamberlain, how it was just, she's not reacting. Why isn't she, why isn't she crying hysterically? They forgot, like, different human beings process grief in a particular way. And she automatically got the blame and the press and whatnot. It was a field day for the press. Like, detectives from around the world came here to figure it out. It's interesting how, like, you know, she's not crying enough. Uh, she, um, or crocodile tears is another one. Or yeah, it seems it so fake. Like when, and then when she finally expressed her emotion, she got a lot of backlash saying that she... And that's the thing, like... Which time would you like me to cry for it to be convenient for you? Yeah. And what, that was the whole how, thing. Yeah. Even, huh? How, yeah. And also it's just like, um, you know, when someone cries, there's, you know, different people cry at different, you know, in different ways and at yeah. different points of time and in grief. And some people are very private and, you know, yeah, don't, don't want to cry. Yeah, don't want to show. 
you imagine and being on stage? It's basically like being on stage with press in your face. Yeah. Screaming, did you murder? Did you murder? Like naturally, you'd want to go into a little hole, or maybe you'd react. Or you know, different human beings are different. Yeah? And different humans have different cries as well. Like sometimes, you know, the person's cry seems a bit fake, and then you're like, oh, they actually are really crying. They've just got a very they ugly cry. Yeah. Even like. John Benet Ramsey, the brother, how everyone was just like, oh, he definitely did it because he's smiling throughout yeah. the interview with um, Dr. Phil. Do you remember that? Like yeah. two or one year ago or something like that. And then Dr. Phil actually was like, no, this is just his mentality of he's nervous and he projects that nervousness by smiling. Yeah. So it's just how much experience that you have analyzing like psychology. Yeah. And it's just these all these cases like it's just highlighting the human psyche whether you're innocent or not how you react how you don't react you really can only survive on the evidence and if there's no evidence sadly you won't get well maybe you will get closure eventually by coming to the realization that no evidence can be found or however you're able to process it's very sad but definitely i would say be positive Life goes so fast, isn't it, James? It's just unbelievable. Like even this year has emphasized how quick life can go by. Yeah. In a single year of being in pure isolation in Melbourne, stage four. It can go so quickly. Yeah. yeah. So just do your very best to walk in the light. Is what I would say. Yeah. Totally. It's just like. You remember the other case of the girl who was coming back, I think, from... Was it the Australian Open? And she got off at Cannonalls? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember. And they weren't sure whether it was tied to um, Paul Denyer and his murders. And I think he denied it. And... Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Once you get people get a feel of the type of personality, they're going to throw different things at you left, right and centre. Yeah, and I think that's, like, the biggest thing about it is that, like, with these missing person um, cases is that I think that a lot more people know than are letting on that they know about it. Like, someone's given you a weird vibe, you saw something, something, and you just want to brush it off as, like, oh, you know... It's got nothing to do with me. So yeah, my uncle's out. yeah, my uncle's a bit strange, but like you know, <laughs> he's always been strange. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of like and until it's kind of like Marilyn Monroe. I remember there's these interviews coming out. I think like the past couple of years of past CIA agents in the '90s dying, and they came out with all these details of how it wasn't what it was like. What had happened to it was actually a cover-up. Yeah. But it was just, no one knows. No one really knows. And just hopefully this never happens to you, really. Yeah. And the versions of the truth, it's like the truth is, you know, you have all these different people saying so many stuff. You have all these people coming in, you know, doing the forensic works on these mysteries and everything. And they're trying to get to the bottom of, like, what happened. Like, um, you know the story of Madeleine McCann? Yeah. And in Portugal and how she went missing and, 
you know, some people think the parents are guilty. Other people think it was a kidnapping. Um, that could be based on people's experiences growing up as well. Maybe yeah. they knew a friend where that had happened and now they're identifying with this and it has to be like that. Yeah. You know, it could be, who knows what people's reactions react to, really. I think the hardest thing is that, I guess, obviously, the science behind things as well is like when there's evidence that kind of, you know, that adds up, it goes, you know, it goes against someone because you now have that, you know, scientific, um, you know, data and evidence there that, you know, implicates you. Yeah, was it set up? Was the evidence set up? Was it? I know like that's the that's the other <laughs> that's the other thing that I was gonna say is that they were having they I think it was somewhere in America they were saying on my favorite murder where the evidence the DNA evidence had been like tampered with. Yeah, and but it that wasn't comes to technology. You know, as technology develops, it finds a new way of analyzing. Yeah. Yeah, and then what? How it analyzed previously? You know, now all oh, the DNA doesn't match this person and you're just like good gracious and that family's probably gotten closure and you're digging it up again because i know for azaria there was like this thing where um the actual body was actually under a decking in some state like random state other than the you know northern territory and they asked her like the mother should we bring up the case again she goes no just let it be, let them rest in peace, let her rest in peace and continue, like, because I can't take it anymore. Yeah. So it's just, it'll be never-ending, because people, that's why all these, like, shows on Netflix and whatnot of Jean Benet, and it's just constantly in our culture, because it's just, it's baffled everyone. It'll always be there until someone's like, it was me. Yeah. Until some, but even though they also have that where criminals do that thing where they confess to it and then later recant, like, oh, by the way, and then also there's other things say. where they say it was them and then they find out like well based on that evidence you wouldn't actually well your story doesn't really add up with like the evidence that happened if that makes sense yeah so it's, it's like it's baffling it's either you have a gift as a detective and able to sniff and rely on your gut instinct or whatnot or yeah no. have you watched unsolved um, murder mysteries on um, unsolved mysteries on Netflix. Yeah, I'm not with me. I I've, I've never liked like I, I love a good murder mystery every once in a while, but I've never been the type of person to binge watch like NCIS and what you know all those shows. Yeah. But yeah, I've actually watched one episode. I can't remember of unsolved murders on Netflix. It was actually quite good. They go into detail and it's actually quite interesting. Yeah. But it's the aftermath that I can't really deal with. It's kind of just like, well, now, if I'm in the mood, I'll watch it. But if I'm in a positive mood, I don't want to be put down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't go to bed after I've watched one of them. I need to listen to something happy. Yeah, your mind is just racing because you're just like, could be this, could be that. And yeah, and you're thinking of all the possibilities... And then you're also, you know, with those ones where it's unknown, you're like, the person could be out there. I know. Just going about their life as if, you know, I can't remember. 
it's like some serial killers, I can't remember, you know, they just like stop. And, you know, they just go on and live a, you know, a normal life. Well, all... well that's because of lack of empathy. Yeah, it's the mindset. Yeah. Which is the freaky one. You just can't trust anyone. Yeah. The person next to me, I don't know what their lives are, what they've done, or if they're repenting, or who knows. Yeah, and so that's the biggest. Like sitting on a train, you don't know. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's just like you don't know the person's, you know, next to you and their secrets. Yeah. It's like you what? Don't know anyone. Yeah. Could be a saint now, but what did you do before? Like. Yeah. <laughs> totally true. I always, uh, I know this sounds very anti-religious, but I always find that sometimes, you know, those people who turn to religion and everything, I'm like, what did you do? life and then also leave you know a bit of I guess sunshine and happiness 100% I totally agree with that yeah you only live once live it in a positive way yeah well that's the half hour up that flew by say that every week because it literally (laughs) does (laughs) well thanks everyone Everyone. yeah Um, tuning in comment like subscribe Tell us what you want to listen to, all right? We're keen to listen. Yeah. Stay safe and be positive. Yeah, and look after each other. Check in. Are you okay? It was Are You Okay Day yesterday. Yeah, so check up on a loved one. Shine some, you know, sunshine on their lives. Continue your day. You're doing a great job. Don't be harsh on yourself. Would it, you know, no matter what you're doing in life, yeah. you're doing a good job. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Doing the best you can. Bye.